0: Today we thought we would dive into a topic that both Laura and I love to talk about and it's really about sitting in discomfort right? It's inevitable as you're building your business, as you're growing your business, as you're starting your business, that you're going to experience significant times of discomfort and lots of feelings that you don't really want to feel. So how do we navigate that? How can we sit in it and embrace those feelings and move through them? And why is that even important? What do you think, Laura? hmm I'm loving this conversation
1: <laughs> because it's a constant, you know, internal conversation I have with myself about entrepreneurship that, you know, it is going to come with the discomfort. Like that's a part of the process. And I think it's been really normal. Uh, I mean, really important for me to normalize that. And so I'm looking forward to this conversation. Yeah, let's kind of dive into why is it that this is so important to embrace discomfort and where can that lead us in our business ventures? Yeah, totally.
0: All right. Well, let's talk, I think first, and let's normalize it, right? It's yeah. It's in the inevitability. <laughs> that right? the, yeah. in the inevitability of discomfort. Like if you're growing, and I know we've talked about this several times, if you're growing, if you're moving into new circles, if you're stretching beyond your comfort zone, it is inevitable that you're going to experience discomfort. Now that can come in lots of different formats, right? So it could be anxiety. It could be fear. It could be friction. It could be insecurity. It could be uncertainty. It could be, what else, Laura? I know there's like tons of things you could experience. What What are some of the things you've seen?
1: Well, I mean, the big fear is, you know, when people are fearful, then they want to run away from it. But, you know, we feel insecure in our businesses because we're putting ourselves out there in vulnerable ways. So that is like we want to normalize the experience of being an entrepreneur is about carrying forth a new idea, carrying the burden of like what it means to birth something into a new life. And of course, there's going to be discomfort and like you said, fear, insecurity, anxiety, overwhelm, self-doubt, imposter syndrome, like all those things.
0: Yes. And this is true for Everyone. And if someone tells you they have no discomfort, they're lying or they're not stretching enough. Like it's one or the other because it really is that place where the more we grow and the more we stretch and the more we move outside of our sort of old glass ceilings and limited paradigms, the more we experience these these feelings of discomfort. I mean, in my lifetime, I have had hundreds of major times in my life where I experienced like massive amount of discomfort. Like I want to run and hide under my sheets and not get out and not keep going. And yet, I've learned to embrace it. And I think this is the piece that is so important to talk about. I think somewhere along the way, our society decided that any bad feelings, right, any negative feelings, any feelings of discomfort, they were wrong. They needed to be suppressed, fixed. They needed to be uh, worked through. They needed to be what do you call it, like medicated, you know, all mm-hmm. of these things. Like if you're discomfort, there's something wrong with you and we got to fix that. And somehow happy feelings and great feelings and feelings of positiveness are what we welcome. But there's really two sides to our human experience. And that is the light and the dark and that is the positive and the negative, And that is the, you know, comfort and the discomfort. And without having both sides of that, we're actually limiting our potential.
1: Exactly. And you're right um, that no one gets a free pass. This is a part of being human. It's a part of being alive. It's a part of being an entrepreneur. And I think that the what's unique about um, being in business and about being an entrepreneur and embracing discomfort is that it often is more in the public view than other areas of your life that might be uncomfortable. So, If you are going through relationship distress, often that's a very personal journey, and you're only sharing that with people that you trust, or you're going through even an issue at work, it's a job promotion or something that you are struggling with, Um, not that many people may know that you're making that advancement, except a few people close circle in your coworkers or your family. When we are playing in the field of entrepreneurship, it's a public arena. It's a visible space on the world stage sometimes if you actually have a very visible business. So depending on how large that stage is, you know, where your business is and its growth, if it's um, some company that's been around a long time and people have expectations of it, then your like discomfort with growth and change is often public and people are having comments about it, right? (laughs) People are like noticing that you're going through friction. They're noticing that you're changing or, um, you know, that that there's something going on. And I mean, just like um, an example is like when a company is, going through some growth around um, their diversity policies and being accessible and, you know, and they have people that are critical of their current structures, then you're actually getting people calling you out and saying like, this company is this and that, and they should be better at this. So you're, you're growing pains where even if you acknowledge, oh, wow, that's an area of growth. Like we really need to be more ahead of that. And, you know, but that's public, like everyone gets to weigh in on your, Your growth. So I just think that that's an interesting um, aspect of entrepreneurship I want to put out there in this conversation is that we get it, that it's very hard to embrace discomfort no matter what. And then when you're in business, that's often you're embracing it in front of an audience of people that are watching you sit in your change and in
0: the friction of growth. Yeah. Look, it's so interesting. And gosh, there's so many pieces to that I feel like I could pull a thread right on. But I think, you know, one of the things we have to recognize is that the people who we align with, so that this is the people who we want to partner with, the people who we want to serve, like our right clients, those people, like oftentimes us being willing to embrace our own discomfort leads to a lot of resonation with the people who are aligned. Yes. So, you know, we're often afraid of showing in the public sphere our discomfort or or our imperfection or, you know. Vulnerability. Right. Yeah. But mm-hmm. oftentimes the people who are aligned, the people we want to work with, they often resonate with that honesty and that transparency. Now, you know, I always have a rule of thumb, which I've also mentioned a few times, if there's something incredibly raw, incredibly, um, you know, tender, it's better to sort of keep that to your inner circle. And then, you know, for the public sphere, you can show things that are a little bit more integrated, a little bit less raw, um, a little bit more, um, you've you sorted through it and you've worked on it. But I think the more kind of transparent we are and the more um, we can relate to people, right? I think a lot of times... You know, some people are like, I can't relate to this person who is always put together and always perfect and has it all together and, you know, is always on top of things, you know. I can relate to the person that is failing, the person that has made mistakes, the person that is not on top of things, the person that is the hot mess. Like, that's sort of what I think people can relate to. And so I think there is this balance, but, you know, I think we're so scared and afraid to show our own discomfort or to show us not being put together when in reality it can actually be a beautiful bridge and connection point.
1: Yeah. And I think this comes back to, you know, the what sparked this desire for us to talk about it is that there is a natural tendency in humans to flee from fear, to flee from the discomfort. Oh, you know it's a it's a biological protection to have a negativity bias to see what could be threatening and feel what could be threatening and we go the other way however that's our animal instinctual brain trying to save us from something that is initially perceived as threat but a more evolved conscious entrepreneur can take a deep breath in that moment catch themselves as they start to run away and be like wait a minute Like, what's going on here? Why am I so uncomfortable? And what can I learn by sitting in this a little longer? Yeah. Right? This is not about self-flagellation or critical, like, I'm going to sit and just suffer in this. You know, it's a self-inquiry that says, What am I fleeing from? Why am I scared? Why am I anxious? Why am I nervous? And let me look at that and just sit in it long enough to understand more about it because then your brain starts to go oh wait i remember this place i've done this before or your body says oh yeah this is kind of scary this feels familiar and i'm running away from this because previously i had a bad experience you know and in being able to sit with things longer this is what separates our brain from the other animal kingdom is that we do have the neocortex. We have the thinking mind that gets to go, let me see why this is happening because we might have a new pattern. You know, I may be able to create a new way of being with us, a new solution if I can um, kind of tolerate that discomfort long enough to let it ease into a
0: new awareness. Yeah, for sure. And I think, you know, one of the things we have to acknowledge is that there is a reason why we say sit in the discomfort. And it's not just like, you know, for suffering, as Laura said. You know, it's not just to punish ourselves. Like there is a reason for it. And and some of it is that it's an illusion that we can bypass the discomfort or that we can medicate it and it goes away or that we can avoid it. Like that's sort of the – the idea, I mean, when you look at sort of the the natural reaction to flee, that's a temporary experience, right? So if something in your physical environment is threatening you, you flee from it. And then you're free of it, right? You might have to process what happened, but you're free of the actual harm. But what happens is when we have something that's inside of us, a a fear, an anxiety, a worry, like we really can't flee from it. And there is this idea sometimes that we can avoid it, we can medicate it, we can Netflix it out, you know, we can do (laughs) do all these things. But the truth is that thing is still there inside of you and people cover up up their feelings and their anxieties and their worries and their fears. They cover them up for years in all kinds of sort of fashions, right? Addiction is one of those ways in which we cover up what we feel, but they're always there. And until we allow ourselves more sort of experiences with sitting in it and allowing it, accepting it, embracing it, exploring it, those things lead to integration of it so that no longer is it sitting underneath, it's actually moving on, right? We're moving through them, they're dissipating. And so there's this like really profound experience that when you allow yourself to embrace and to sit in and to be okay with discomfort, you actually move through more integration in your life, and that leads to a lot more freedom. Yes, yes. And,
1: you know, as you're explaining it that way, it makes my um, next thought go to, and how do we create more space for this level of awareness in our business? And this is something that you and I are very passionate about is, you know, you do have to be intentional about creating space to process these moments in your business. And one telling sign that I have when I am not sitting down and kind of addressing my discomfort Is that my business gets stagnant and I can't move on projects or my to-do list just cannot get done or I'm so unclear. Like something keeps stopping me. You know, every time I sit down to be productive, like something happens and gets in the way. And that's when I have to pull back and ask, you know, what where what is uncomfortable for me right now? Like, where is that discomfort that I'm spending all this energy suppressing that I have no energy to create? mm
0: so good and I, and i think each of us has these patterns and these telltale signs right that we can begin to recognize where we're we're covering up the uncomfortableness instead of moving through the uncomfortableness and you know Uh, I mean, I I know I have so many patterns in my own life where you know it takes me a little bit of time to recognize ah this is why this is happening or oh this is why I've been feeling like this, and you know it might be that I have patterns of avoiding things or all of a sudden I'm like in the masculine like that happens to me a lot where. I'm all of a sudden in the masculine. I'm trying to be in control. I'm trying to like chop off my to-do list, like get this done. And like, there's not really the space and flow. And when I get in those modes, I know that there's a reason. Like it's, because it's not my natural state. And so, you know, it's great for me to that at those moments to take stock and see, okay, what am I sitting in? Where is my discomfort? How can I embrace it? How can I just honor it? And these things sound so simple in a way, like, you know, let's just embrace it. (laughs) Let's honor it. Let's sit with it. You know, it in a way, it is absolutely simple. But It is a practice and it is a skill to be built. So when you first start, if you haven't done a lot of self-development or you haven't sat a lot in your discomfort, at first it feels very uncomfortable right like very against the grain very counterintuitive like why is this like why should we do that we should just like move out of it and move to anything that feels good and that's okay as well but it's the beginning of that skill building and over time you get better and better I mean now something I still automatically unconsciously might avoid discomfort you know and then I recognize my pattern but once I'm aware of it I can pretty naturally embrace it. Like I can sit there and be like, okay, I'm just experiencing some discomfort. I'm experiencing some fear. I have a little bit of anxiety. And then I can almost dive directly in and start to explore why is that? What's going on? What's here? And so as I've allowed and and sort of opened myself to embrace it more and more, it, it gets to be a lot easier. Yes.
1: And that's a good reminder that if you haven't explored your discomfort and this is going to be a new practice, it will take time. And you may even need some guidance, you know, from someone, a business coach or a therapist, you know, to bring to them this question of. I'm really curious about what I do um, in this place of discomfort because I notice I'm trying to just keep going. I'm adding to my to-do list. I'm just over creating and, you know, get some some help with that so you don't have to do it alone. But if you're able to do a self-practice, one of my um, most valuable tools is really to, to make sure that I am getting away from, the logistics and kind of zooming out into a the bigger vision by like taking a retreat day once like a quarter you know, um, taking time away from my business and even if it's just half a day or you know or a day that I'm going to go into my favorite coffee shop and take a journal and like just ask myself like what's going on like where am I feeling stuck where am I feeling discomfort um, can I sit and explore these feelings instead of booking a retreat in which I'm like, okay, now is a good time for me to get next quarter's goals. And what am I doing here? What's my marketing strategy? Because I know plenty of entrepreneurs that create retreats for work. (laughs) And then they just like dive into logistics. And my caution there, my advice, if you will, is make time to retreat into the quiet of your mind and the quiet of your body and ask, like those deeper questions of where is the discomfort? Can I feel it in my body? Do I feel it like certain places um, showing up in my work? Because I I think for me, I really have to step away. I literally have to remove myself sometimes from the day-to-day grind and pull back, you know, to get that perspective. What about you, Sonia? What does it take for you to like be able to even notice this and...
0: Um, that space. I mean, I encourage my clients to do it every day. <laughs> <So> like, <laughs> like I require a lot of space and I think the more you're holding, right? So I hold a lot of beautiful women in my program. I hold my family. I hold my friends. Like the more you hold emotionally or the more you um, sort of hold in energy or in the world, the more empathic you are, all of those things. It requires that you process a lot, like a lot of discomfort, like whether that discomfort is yours or someone else's, like there's a lot of discomfort to process. And so for me, I need to do it like daily, like literally daily. So I spend the first two hours of my morning processing and feeling and experiencing and, and I may do like a balance between one of those hours in just contemplating where I'm at and how I'm feeling and what discomfort is there and feeling through all that and another hour in sort of envisioning and planning and you know sort of having more of that big vision time but really I spend a significant amount of time processing to get myself right, to allow myself to move through those feelings of discomfort, because I feel them a lot. Like, I feel discomfort a lot. And it's not always my own. Oftentimes, it's the world, it's others, it's generational. Like, I receive a lot of information, a lot of feelings. You know, I'm highly empathic, very intuitive and connected. And so, you know, I have to process a lot. And I think it took me a long time to give myself permission to take that space and time and to recognize that it's just what I need to function. And it's what I need to be at my full capacity. And it's what I need to serve the best that I can in the world. And that's a requirement. It's no longer like a nice to have. It's like it is the most important thing above anything in my business. And that really changes the game, I think, when we begin to recognize that processing our discomfort is actually a part of our business work.
1: Yes, yes. And that's why as you were talking, I'm like, and this is a mindset shift that we can be really intentional about is that shifting away from only considering sort of these high level cognitive to do's in your business is the priority, right? Like the ones where we're like, well, I've I've got to get these emails and I've got to get this landing page done and I've got to do this and I've got to do that. And yes, all of those things are important. But if you aren't right with yourself, if you haven't done that internal work, if you're not looking and giving space to this inner world, then you're not going to be able to do all of the other things in your business. And this is still something that can get by me. As much as I know this, as much as I practice this and preach this, there are days that I can still get caught up and it's more of the masculine it's more of the doing it usually comes because i am afraid of being behind or missing deadlines or something is something there's this discomfort so i'm running from the discomfort doing 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 and usually those efforts are falling short and before i catch it and say why is this not working it's like oh that's right cuz i stopped listening to myself and i didn't give myself the space to just be and to integrate And as you practice this, like you said, Sonia, I can now just catch it and then I can shift my day in the middle of my planned day. I can just be like, nope, scratch that. I'm not going to do this anymore. I'm actually just going to go and get on my meditation cushion. I'm going to bring out my journal. I'm going to pull a card. I'm going to like touch into my intuition and figure out what's going on here. And that doesn't always have to be something I plan for later or just fit into a retreat. I just stop, drop, and be, right? It's like I'm just going to do it right in that moment to kind of course correct.
0: Yeah. And I think it's great to schedule retreats and more significant time. And I like to do that as well. But I do think this needs to become a regular practice because pushing off the feelings just allows them to build. Like we think we're – putting it on the shelf or we're just like, but as we hold it back, it builds an energy. And so then eventually it's going to come out one way or the other. And most likely, if we're not consciously allowing the discomfort to, you know, to embrace it and we're not sitting with it and we're not allowing it to process, then what's going to happen is it's going to come out in a more unhealthy way. And I think, you know, that's the interesting part is if we can learn to practice it daily as it comes, right? So, ooh, I feel discomfort okay, cool, let me just take a few moments to breathe. Let me take a few moments to feel into what's going on and and what's the sensations in my body and, you know, how does that all feel? I think if we can just start to do that on a regular basis, we're going to process as it comes and we're going to make a lot more movement in our lives. I mean, this is the the yin, right, or the feminine. Like when we look at the masculine and the feminine, which we've talked about many times, are the yin and the yang, you know, the young or the masculine is that doing and action. And, you know, sadly, we have come to only love and respect that component right to value everything about the yang and everything about the masculine and we've come to look negatively upon the yin but if you look at the life cycle you know which is full like masculine feminine masculine feminine or you look at like the the cycle of a plant right in the in its seedling and as it grows then it bears fruit which is more of what the yang or the masculine and then it decays and goes back into the ground to enrich the soil and then create the next thing that's going to fruit well we decide the decay. We dishonor the, the shifting and transformation as negative, as bad, as wrong, as something that needs to be fixed because we're so obsessed with the fruiting. But the truth is that decay, that moving into that is such a beautiful part of our process. You know, the suffering, the feeling, like there's so much growth in that experience, but we just have never been taught that it's okay. And what I find is, that most people, if they allow themselves to feel the discomfort, the discomfort itself is not uncom- like that uncomfortable. Like it's just a sensation, right? It's just an interesting sensation. But it's our judgment of the discomfort yes. that creates so much resistance.
1: Yes, exactly. It's the way we approach it, the way we judge it. And if we can give ourselves permission to to feel what we feel without judgment. And I find that actually reminding my clients that energy is just sensation. It's only that. It is sensation and it's moving through your body. And without judgment, it doesn't have the same power over you, right? If you give it that power to judge, then all of a sudden it is right or it is wrong. And those things have been internalized. Like you said, it's from our culture. It's from our family of origin, how they thought about this feeling or that feeling, saying that's good. This is a, this makes you a good girl. This makes you a bad girl. You know, all the different ways that we've kind of internalized judgments around emotion. You know, as an entrepreneur, one of the things I love about it is that it does always surprise me and keeps me learning, keeps me growing. I can't always predict what sensations are going to come through, what feelings I'm going to have. And if I can stay curious about them instead of judging them, then I just become that much more sure of myself. I become that much more confident. If anything, if I could tell you like a secret to success and confidence is to let yourself feel everything that breaks you open as an entrepreneur because I can stand now in a sense of myself and in a confidence that I just didn't have 10 years ago. And I don't know if I would have it to this day if it wasn't all of the lessons learned being an entrepreneur, being a leader, being a, a holder of space. Um, you know, as you say, Sonia, it's, it's like being in a leadership position, it's a vulnerable place to be. But if you really embrace it, let yourself feel the discomfort of that responsibility of that, you know, of when you make mistakes of where you fall down and you have to get back up again, like all of those things just increases your trust in yourself and therefore increases confidence in yourself as a soul on this planet, as a human being. Um, and that's one of the things I love about doing this work.
0: Oh, for sure. And I mean, that is what resilience is, I think. Yeah, it is. You know? I agree. It's that ability to recognize that, you know, yeah, you're going to be able to face whatever life throws at you I mean I know without a shadow of a doubt that anything that comes my way might be super painful I might suffer I might feel like I can't get up I might fall into depression there's a million things I might experience but I know I will get through it I know I will survive I have a hundred percent confidence and that's only because I've learned to embrace it all yeah and I think you know it's so interesting because I feel like this is what the world needs right now because the inability to embrace a whole half part of ourselves, if you will, you know, is causing so many problems in the world and so many problems in every area, right, including business. Whereas when we can start to embrace things, not only do we get to embrace them for ourselves, we're able to hold that space for others as well. You know, and in service industries, sometimes we find we're able to hold other people's space. Like we don't judge them. We're able to hold what they're in. We're able to hold their darkness and their fear and their challenges. But then we don't always hold our own. And so, you know, it's that grace and that skill and that ability to be able to allow all sensation, all feelings, all experiences. And one isn't necessarily better than the other. I mean, that's what we've seen in our lives. Like we're we're always taught that the good experiences are successful experiences are the best and failure experiences and the, you know, sad experiences and depressed experiences are the worst. When really like they're all just experience and they all have their seeds of wisdom and they all have their challenges, even the good ones. But we don't look at it that way because we've been taught something so different. And I think we have to really have a huge mindset shift to be able to embrace all things. And what you don't realize is that it's very cyclical, right? So Because I think we don't talk about this enough, right? Life is cyclical. Our human experience is cyclical. Everything's cyclical. So it's inevitable that any bad experience, if you allow it, if you accept it, if you embrace it, you will move through it to a good experience. That's the inevitability. But what happens is we resist the bad experiences. We do everything to avoid the bad experiences. And because of that, guess what? They come back until we're willing to accept them.
1: Yes. Yes. That could lead into a whole
0: conversation about
1: (laughs) healing and trauma, right? Because that is it. It's like we embrace things. We let it move through us and everything will change eventually. Nothing. It's like we don't like change, but the good thing is that that means pain doesn't stay as well. Like everything changes. There's always the next thing. And it's okay to feel it because you just keep following it through. And then in a minute, after that big, hard cry, you're going to catch your breath. And you're going to feel some relief. And that comes like one step in front of the other. And if we keep a um, you know door against all the emotions and we're just like standing on the other side of it, refusing to let ourselves feel and refusing to let any of those things through, we're going to be exhausted holding that door. So all we're saying here is like just with grace and love and compassion, open that door, trust yourself for whatever comes through it that you have what you need to feel it. And in doing so, your work in the world is not only a productive pursuit, it is also a personal evolution that is going to take you places in your own self that not many other things will, besides our children, (laughs) our most intimate relationships. It's the work that we find through the calling that we have in this world, the purpose and the meaning of the work that we do. Yeah, for sure.
0: All right. Well, I think that's an awesome place to end. So thank you all for joining us and we will see you next week. Most business owners are putting effort into the wrong areas of their business. I've seen this time and time again working with women over the last 20 years. They're focused on marketing and lead generation, but they've skipped over building a solid business foundation. If you have a service business and feel like your business is stuck or stagnant, or you'd like some support and accountability to grow your business, you should check out my Women in the Arena coaching program. Together, we'll build you a solid business foundation, improve your sales, and create a business you actually love running. Head over to SonyaStatman.com to find out more.